0: Welcome to the Creekwood Church Podcast. We want you to know that Creekwood Church is open and you're invited to join us in person or online this weekend. More information about services and in-person safety precautions is available at creekwoodchurch.com. We hope this message inspires and encourages your faith. Enjoy. Well, I'm excited about starting This brand new series today, and it's entitled It's Time. And if you want to grab your Bibles, go to Genesis. And uh, we are going to hang out in Genesis a lot today. But if you want to kind of go to Genesis 25 or so, 27, and kind of wait for me there. um, You know, the beginning of the year is, it's always fun because it's a brand new start, right? And it's a new year, and we always, you think about, you know, everybody's thinking about, man, what I want to change. My wife has even asked me, you know, what are some of your goals or resolutions that you're like, what are you trying to do? And I, and I know that most of us here, we're like, you know what, one of the things I want to get in shape, right? And how many of you, it's every year you're like, I want to get in shape this year. And um, I, you know, our, our, you know, COVID has been like really sweet to us and we put on a few pounds and and we've uh, been wearing sweatpants a little too much. And, and we're like, man, I'm going to lose these pounds. That's my goal this year. Or, you know, my goal this year is, is and we, we make these lists. And there's nothing wrong with the, these lists of things that we want to improve our life. And we, we start the year off with the list. And a couple of weeks go by, a month goes by, and then we're like, you know what? I don't know, maybe I'm gonna try to keep this, lit, this, this thing or that thing. I know for me, for years, I was like, man, I'm quitting Diet Coke this year. This is my year. And I was like, you know, I was addicted to this stuff. I was drinking 10 Diet Cokes a day. And it was like, I couldn't get gas without getting a Diet Coke. It was just crazy. But every year I'd keep drinking Diet Cokes. And again, we could talk a lot about The list and the things we want to change, but I want to tell you that I believe what I'm going to talk about today is much different than your list. You know, this morning I was up around 4.30 in the morning and I was laying in bed and I was just kind of looking up to the ceiling, trying not to wake my wife up. How many of y'all know that's like that? That's a big sin. You don't want to wake up your wife, you know, when they're trying to sleep. And I'm, I'm looking up and I'm, I'm asking God and I'm like praying over this morning and I'm saying, God, would you, would you help me communicate the word that you've, you've given me to our church, to every individual that you know who's going to show up, you know who's going to be listening online. And would you help me be able to communicate really what, I believe God wants us to hear and I wanna present this to you for you to start to think about as you go into 2021. What if there is a, a different level than just the list? What if there is a different realm in your life that, that you are missing By just focusing on the list that there is a different realm. Do you know that what you believe about God determines how you're going to feel about this next year? Regardless of where you're at right now and what you're going through, what you believe about God, what you understand about God, what you know about God, what you believe about God, it is going to determine how you feel about this year. The Bible tells us a lot about God, tells us a lot about his attributes. And I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but the number one attribute of God, we could say maybe it's love, maybe it's holiness, but do you know that the number one attribute of God is kindness, that the number one attribute of God is that he is a God that is kind, that our God wants to be good to people. Psalm 65, says, you crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. I wanna get that in your heart today that you, you have a God that is a good God that is, is, is a kind God that wants to work in your life. And I want to talk about this because I believe that what's really important for us to talk about today is what does it look like? Instead of us pursuing the list, instead of us focusing on, man, I'm going to quit Diet Cokes. I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going to quit eating chips at Cha Cha's. You know, I, I'm going to quit like cutting my toenails at the dining room table and stacking them on a little stack. Whatever you do, we do gross stuff. Somebody does that, I know that. What if instead of the list, you said, the list is, is a part of my life, but really what I'm gonna pursue this year is the blessing of God. My passion, my, my heart, What I am going to pursue is the blessing of God. Now, let me ask you this. Is everybody blessed the same way? The answer is no. Of course, there is the common grace that everyone has. We all receive the grace of God, but there is Beyond that, there is a blessing of God that God gives his people. And my question is this, is why are some people blessed more than others? Is it maybe that we're focusing on the wrong thing? That there is, and and don't, don't dumb this down to, man, I want the blessing of God. I want a new car in 2021. I'm talking about something much deeper than that. That there is a a blessing that God wants. He is a good God. Everybody say good God. God is a kind God. God wants to bless our lives. But why is it that everybody's not blessed the same way? See, I believe much of what we, we see in our life depends on what we're looking for. All throughout the Bible, you see story after story about people that God blessed them and it's because they pursued him. And what, again, what it is so interesting to me about the blessing of God is that, that, that although God wants to bless us, although it's a part of God's nature, not everybody is blessed the same way unless you position yourself and position your life and align your life to begin to receive the blessing of God in your life where you begin to say, God things, God involvement in my life. It's what's important in my life. See, I think it's time where we move on beyond believing that all church is, is just sitting on my butt listening to songs and a pastor talk. I know that's a little harsh. Listen, it's the beginning of the year, I'm wound up. Some of y'all are like, pastor said, but, and now he's kind of challenging. Listen, I'm just, I love you enough to tell you the truth. We have a God that is a kind God. We have a God that wants to bless our life. And what is it that is a key ingredient? What what are the keys? Why is it that some people are blessed more than others? I think it's an important question for us to ask ourselves. See, I think that there has to come a moment in our life where we start to recognize that this is the time for me to move into the next level. See, I know my job is pretty tough today because most of us, it is ingrained in us to kind of go through the motions of going, man, all right, it's a new year. I got my little list and man, you're, you're just cranking out year after year and you are missing the blessing of God. I was thinking about this a little bit about um, when it when it comes to the, the phrase "it's time," and I automatically thought about the, the illustration of. And a lot of you guys probably experience this, like when you're driving and you're at a at a light, and somebody there's a group of people in front of you, and you see the light is green. Now I have to tell you this: that like I struggle being a Christian when I'm driving. Like I'm barely a Christian when I'm driving. I'm like wound up. My wife's like, babe, people, she says two things all the time. It's like, Stephen, they probably go to the church or they probably got a gun. And I'm like, well, I got a club compartment. I just kind of act like I'm opening something. Don't do that. Don't do that. I used to do that a long time ago when nobody carried a gun. Now everybody's got a gun. But isn't it frustrating when you're, sitting there in traffic and, and, and like, I don't know if you're, you're like me, I'm always in a hurry. I got places to be and these people are not going anywhere. And they're in front of you and the light's green and, and like nobody's moving. And what's so frustrating is people are checking their Facebook and it's green. Some people are even checking their email and it's green and I'm like, it's time to go. And isn't it true that you don't you want to like just honk like crazy, like I don't, I got to be careful what I say. Um, you just want to honk like crazy, like get your, you know, out of the way. I was with my mother-in-law yesterday. So like little cuss <laughs> word want to come out. I'm telling you, it's like every other word. Um, she, but you, you're, you're like, get out of my way. Y'all go, let's go. The light's green. And isn't it true that like you want to honk real hard, but, but you just kind of give it a little tap like, toot, toot. <laughs> and that means, hey, I'm back here. I love you and I'm your friend. Don't shoot me, but you need to go. <laughs> right? And I think that a lot of us in our faith, it's the same way. We are sitting there distracted and we are preoccupied with a lot of things. And when it comes to a deeper level of pursuing the blessing of God, it's like God's right behind us and he's tooting a horn on us. And he's saying, come on, let's go. Let's move on from this. Let's, let's move into this level. And I, I wanna show you this because it's really fascinating to me. We're gonna look at, at, at the life of Jacob. And you know, nobody in the Old Testament desired God's blessing more than Jacob did. His whole life literally is centred, centered around pursuing God's blessing. He's a man that cares about spiritual things. He's a man that cares about knowing the blessing of God. And in fact, he desired the blessing so bad And Genesis 27, it, it tells us he was willing to steal for it. He wanted the blessing. So his life is, 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 is a life that, that it's worth studying and what does it look like to pursue the blessing of God. The good news for all of us today is this, is that Jacob was not a perfect person. I love this. He was not a perfect person. He was very average, but there was one exception about him. He was a man that desired the blessing of God on his life. He wanted the blessing of God. I want you to think about your life. Do you want the blessing of God? Of course we say, yeah, I want to be blessed. And we're like, man, I, you know, I went and bought a lottery, you know, lottery ticket. I want the blessing of God. And and again, we we just kind of like, it's kind of out there and we don't feel like it's attainable. And Jacob is this man that he wants the blessing of God. And, and again, just a little bit of history about his life. His dad was Isaac, and and Isaac had two sons, Esau and Jacob. Esau is the older brother. And just so you kind of understand a little bit of, of, of the scripture, in case you're not familiar with it, Esau is actually entitled to a double portion of the inheritance. How many older Brothers or older sisters here believe you, you deserve double of everybody else in the family. We need to bring that back, right? No, we're not doing that because I'm the baby of the family. Uh, <laughs> he's also entitled to being the firstborn. He's entitled to a special blessing where his father laid. It was a big deal to get the blessing of God. It was pronounced over him. The problem is, is that Esau was a man who did not care about those things. He didn't care about any of it. And I want you to hear me when I say this. God wants to bless you. God wants to work in your life, but you have to desire the blessing. You have to want it. You have to want it. And Esau does not desire, doesn't care anything about it. And what's really interesting to me, one day Jacob, he is cooking and he's a really good cook. I know there's a lot of men in here. You're like the chef, you cook good stuff. I'm awful at that. I can tell you in close to 30 years of marriage, my wife has never, I God is my witness, never ate anything I have cooked. I eat by myself if I cook it. She just like, you You did not do that right. But Jacob is cooking the soup and and. And it's amazing. Esau is starving and he comes to him and he says, I'm starving. Would you please give me that? And, and Jacob says to him, give me your birthright and I'll give you some stew. How crazy is that? It's absolutely ridiculous. But see, I see people all the time trade the blessing of God for other things. Esau is forfeiting the the legacy of the blessing of God to his children. See, he was entitled to this double inheritance, all these things that would affect for generations to come. He's forfeiting it all for a bowl of soup. See, I I think that a lot of, let me just say this to you, I know, man, we, I love all of our students here at Creekwood. We, we have a, a, Incredible student ministry, but do you know that what I'm talking about is really important for you? Because you have, there is a blessing that God wants to give you in your life and there's gonna be a temptation in your high school and your junior high to trade it in for something else. There's a, a temptation to say, I, I just, I, I care, I don't care. I just wanna be popular. I'm starving for somebody to like me. I just, I just have to have this, and you begin to compromise everything you know about your faith. It's absolutely ridiculous that he would trade this in, that he would forfeit this. Jacob, again, he wants the he wants the blessing, and and you can say a lot about. The the tenacity that he has about wanting the blessing of God. He even goes on, he lies to his dad. He, you know, Esau's real hairy and, and he's not hairy. And so he wants to be hairy. And so he gets a bunch of like fur to make himself hairy. So his dad thinks he's Esau and he lies to him. Why? Because he wants the blessing. He desires the blessing of God. And God begins to work in his life and, and, and I, I want to show you this because what, what begins to happen is there's this hatred with, you know, Esau hates Jacob and, and there's this big tension and Jacob is running for his life and, and, and he runs away, goes away 450 miles away. And, but you begin to see that, that he never loses this desire for the blessing of God. And I want to show you this because when it comes to understanding that it is time for us to seek the blessing of God, there's some real key things here that we can learn from his life. Number one, if you want to write this down, is the first key to God's blessing is to get closer to God, is to have an encounter with God. Let me read Genesis 28. It says, Jacob left Beersheba and went toward Haran, and he came to a certain place and stayed there that night because the sun had set, taking one of the... The stones of the place he put it under his head and lay down in the place to sleep. And he dreamed and behold, there was a ladder set up on the earth and and the top of it reached to heaven and behold, the angel of God where He has this amazing encounter with God and he, he gets in the presence of God and, and, and at first he doesn't even know that he's in the presence of God. And I, I wanna tell you that the first key to the blessing of God is understand that this has never been about just religion. It's not about just going to church. It is about a relationship with God. This is not about some legalistic rule that we have to follow. God wants to be close to us. This is why 21 days of prayer is so important. It's where we begin to seek God and where we say, I want to move from me time to God time in my life. I wanna move beyond myself and all of this stuff and I wanna get to know God. I wanna get before God. I wanna get on my face before God and say, God, I wanna know you. God, I wanna know you. See, some of us, we don't know God. We know religion. We know a church. We don't know God. And it is so dangerous for us to dumb down church It is so dangerous for us to to miscalculate that we serve a good God, that he's in this place and God wants you to seek him. God wants you to cry out to God. Do you know that what you need more than anything else? And I know I'm excited, it's the new year. But I want this for you. There's some of you right now, what you need more than anything else is you need a word from God. You're not gonna get that unless you're close to God. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with with your whole heart. Do you know that you can kind of scan through some of the Psalms and it's interesting to me that it's just randomly at the beginning of the Psalms it says praise him. And I'm like, okay, that sounds like a cute little phrase of, oh, pray, we, we need to praise him. And, and we're so robotic, but, but we don't understand the power of what praise is. Of what really is happening is when, when we are engaging, and here's what the writer of Psalms, and not every single Psalm is, is, starts with praise him, but a lot of them do. And what the writer is communicating to us is that, That every work of God starts in your life with praise. You get in the presence of God and you begin to get close to God and literally praise begins to change your circumstance. It begins to, praise begins this divine turnaround. You you see this and I don't wanna get too distracted off this story, but you see this even in Joshua chapter six when the, the, the children of Israel, are marching around this impossible, this big wall all around the city. And what brings the walls down? It's when they began to worship God. In Second Chronicles chapter 20, again, Jehoshaphat is under attack. It's an overwhelming force. And he begins to fast and pray. And the Bible tells us God fights the battle for him. Before Jesus fed the 5,000, he gave thanks. Before he raised Lazarus from the dead, he gave thanks. I'm just telling you that praising God turns every single situation around in your life. If you're a student here, you ought to want to know God. You need to want to know God because I'm telling you, knowing God, the blessing of God, when you have the blessing of God, when you're going to college or you're, you're, you're following the career, that you want to know what God wants for your life. The greatest thing you can do if you're a, a, a student, and I, I know... I, I didn't say this in the 930, but I'm saying it in this service because I believe there are students in this room right now that you need to hear me when I say this. The greatest thing you can do in your life is to to seek God and get close to him. You need the blessing of God. The blessing of God is what you need in your life. The second key to God's blessing is restoration with people. It's time for him to get honest. And what happens again, Jacob is, he is 450 miles away. He's been 20 years away. Don't don't think that this is just two teenagers being mad at each other. This, This is deep. And there has to be this restoration and he knows it. Do you know that, that, bitterness and resentment towards people is one of the greatest blocks of the blessing of God in your life. I know it feels good to hold on, but, but I'm going to say this to you that the closer you get, Jacob is getting close to God. So God's convicting him and you get close to God. God starts to show you that, Hey, you know what? Last year or three years ago, what, what you said to them was awful and you need to go make it right. Right? The way you spoke to your parents, what you, what you did was wrong. And I'm telling you, it is, it is another level when you're able to go, God, I, I want restoration. Listen, I know sometimes people aren't going to accept it, but that's between them and God. I, I think this is really interesting. He's on the way back to, 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 for this restoration to happen, and, and this is so, I've never noticed this verse it says in, in Genesis chapter 32, verse one, it says, Jacob went on his way and the angels of God met him. And when Jacob saw them, he said, this is God's camp. This is a camp of angels. So he called the name of that place Mahanam. i That gives me chills. That maybe doesn't give you chills. That gives me chills. I know you're like, man, it's no big deal. I walk up, a group of angels camping out. I'm like, it's angels camping. What are they doing? The blessing of God. And Jacob knows he has to meet Esau and in verse 30, chapter 32, verse three, it says, and Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother in the land of Seir, the country of Edom, instructing them, thus you shall say to my Lord Esau, thus says your servant, Jacob, I have sojourned with Laban and stayed until now. Listen, talk about the blessing. I have oxen, donkeys, flocks, male servants, female servants, He walked away with nothing when he left. And now all this is the blessing of God on his life. And the messengers returned to Jacob saying, we came to your brother Esau and he's coming to meet you. And there are 400 men with him. Again, God's working on him. And you can imagine that he is is worried that, that you know, his brother hates his guts. He wants to kill him. And along the journey, he has this experience, this God moment again. In Genesis chapter 32, verse 22, it says, That same night, Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. And that man that wrestled with him, scholars tell us that that was God wrestling with him. And listen to Genesis 32, verse 25. It says, when the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. That's gotta be painful. His hip is, is out of joint. He's wrestling with him. It says, then he said, let me go for the day has broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. He wants the blessing of God, but see, God's not going to let him leave the same. God is going to work in his life. And what, what, what's happening is, is God's not going to let him stay the same. And, and, and a lot of times what happens, you get close to God and you begin to work. God's gonna, you're going to begin to wrestle with God about certain things that God... And, and what happens is, again, God's trying to address something in his life. Because you see in verse 27, the next verse, he asks him, God says, what's your name? Which is really interesting. See, the last time he received a blessing from his father, he was asked his name and he lied about it. And this was a moment for him to be truthful about it. And, And he said, what is your name? See, before God can bless him, God's taking him back to the moment for him to recognize who he truly is. See, part of what's gonna happen these 21 days is you seek God and you come in here and there are gonna be lots of days you're not gonna feel like it. There's gonna be a lot, if you're fasting sweets and, and you're like, man, I wanna, I wanna go get sour straws or whatever you like, whatever it is, chocolate, I don't know, candy. You're wanting to get all that stuff and you're like, I don't, I'm just, I don't know about all this and you're kind of blowing off, but you're gonna press through. And the deeper you get into the presence of God in this fast, God's going to begin to bring to the top a lot of these areas in your life that he's going to say, hey, I want to deal with this. I want to heal this in your life. And part of this is, again, this is, is so important, is the restoration of God. And I love that towards the end, they, there's restoration between these two brothers. And, and when, he, when Jacob... The last part of verse 10, it says that when he was looking at his brother, he says, "I am." it's like I'm seeing the face of God. How beautiful is that? It's the restoration. The third key to the blessing of God is realizing it isn't just for you. Is that it isn't just for you. See, Jacob is at the end of his life, and he starts to recognize that the blessing of God in his life is not just for him. And I want to ask you this and I, I want parents to look at me and I, I want you to hear me when I ask you this question. Have you blessed your children? I know that sounds a little bit like, man, if I try to bless my 18 year old, 17 year old, 16 year old, they're going to laugh at me. Ha, ha, have you prophetically spoken over your kids. What got what, what you see in them? Do you know that most of us are, well, I don't know. Like I see that they're like, they're, he, she's like her mother's family and you got the good part, bad parts, whatever. We see all this kind of stuff. But you want to prophetically speak over your kids? You need to spend time with God. You need to be praying over your kids and God's going to begin to speak into your life and going to begin to show you things to say to your kids. See, I know we're all down. Everybody wants to criticize this next generation, but I'm going to tell you, this: this next generation can be the greatest generation that ever walked on this planet if we will call it out of them and that we will speak greatness into their life, that we pass on that blessing into them, that we we speak into their lives. It could be at their high school graduation that you look at your daughter and you look at her eyes and you say, and you speak prophetically over her. What you see in her. When you look at your son and you say, son, you, your, your heart, you have a good heart. Don't let anybody ever rob that from you. You have a meekness about you. Don't, ever, don't let anybody, don't let anybody ever be mean to you to rob that. They're gonna be mean, let them be mean, but they're not gonna rob that from you. It could be maybe at their wedding." that you take the blessing. But listen, you got to want this blessing. It's time to 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 go, you know what? I, I have been, I realized COVID has made me wake up. That my life, a lot of my life has been about me time and all the junk and all this stuff that doesn't mean jack. And I want the blessing of God in my life dads, moms, you want the blessing of God. You, you want the day to come that you can look at your son or your daughter and you can speak prophetically into their lives. I believe there's, there's kids in this place that they need that from you because they don't see it in themselves. Listen to this, it's it's so beautiful. Jacob is coming to the end of his life. Jacob looks at his son, Joseph, and he says, then Jacob looked, Genesis 48, verse eight. Then Jacob looked over at the two boys and he said, are these, are these your sons? He asked, yes, Joseph told him. These are the sons God's given me here in Egypt. And Jacob said, Bring them closer to me so I can bless them. Verse 15 says, Then he blessed Joseph and said, May the God before whom my grandfathers, Abraham, and my father Isaac, walked. The God who has been my shepherd all my life to this very day, the angel who has redeemed me from all of them, may he bless these boys. May they persevere. May they preserve my name and the names of Abraham and Isaac. And may their descendants multiply greatly throughout the earth. I'm telling you, this is a beautiful thing for your life. Verse 20 says, So Jacob blessed the boys that day with this blessing. The people of Israel will use your names when they give a blessing. They will say, May God make you as prosperous as Ephraim and Manasseh. See, I think God's honking the horn. He's right behind you, and he's honking the horn. And he's saying it's time. The light is green in front of you. That's spiritually, you say. You know, I don't. I don't know a whole lot about the Bible. I don't know a whole lot about a lot of things. But I know that God is a kind God. God loves me and that God cares about me so I want to get to know God and that you say God I'm going to push back me time and it's going to be about God time and I'm going to show you that I want the blessing of God in my life there's no way you're going to pay me to come one more service and just sing words Nobody's going to keep me from worshiping God. You can't keep me from walking into this place and I'm going to worship God. I want to be close to God. I'm willing to to do whatever restorative things that have to happen in my life. Well, whoever I got to tell sorry to, it doesn't matter. I want the blessing of God. And I I, I wanna carry that that blessing in my life. 2021, what would it look like if you decided that this is the time for me to seek the blessing of God? I'm telling you, I've been around people and I can, in just a few minutes, I can say the blessing of God is on their life. The blessing of God is on their life. When I was in college, Kevin Lau across the hall in Davis Hall. The blessing of God was on his life. I shouldn't be the pastor of this church. I'm gonna just tell you that right now. If you would have met me in college, you wouldn't have picked me to be the pastor of this church for sure. I could not pray in front of people. I was so introverted and so, like I was gonna have a heart attack if you asked me to pray. I faked sick when they asked me to pray in a chapel. I couldn't talk in front of people. But I'm telling you through the years, one person after another spoke prophetically, a blessing into my life that it began to embolden me. My pastor in humble Texas began to speak stuff crazy stuff to me about how confident he was in me. I'm telling you, it's time for you to step into this next realm. I'm praying for a revival in our students. I'm praying for such a move of God in our kids' church where they experience the presence of God. I want the presence of God to be so thick in this place. When you walk in this place, this 21 days of prayer and you're seeking God and you're like, man, I'll never be the same. I, I want to pray for you today and I'm going to dismiss us in just a few moments, but I'm going to ask you to stand. I know I've gone just a Few moments over, but I really felt strongly that I needed to share this. You know, if you're here today, and I know that there are people here that you're like, Man, I I've got some prayer re- prayer requests, and I know we don't have the cards out. And I want to encourage you to go, as Pastor Bride said, go to the app and pastors see those prayer requests. And we pray over those. And we want to pray for you. But I want to pray over you today and I wanna dismiss us today and I wanna ask you just to bow your heads. You know, I know that there are people here that, man, you know in your heart you're not right with God and you're just tired of doing it on your own and you wanna receive Christ. And I want to just you to know God loves you. He cares about you. You can receive him right there standing. They said, Jesus Christ, I receive you into my life. Forgive me of my sins. I make you the Lord of my life. Father, I pray over every person in this place today. Father, I include myself. God, would you create a new hunger in our hearts for the blessing of God over this church, a blessing over our our lives as individuals, God, blessing over our kids, blessing God, God, over every aspect of our life, Lord. Father, as we begin this 21 days of prayer, I pray that your presence would be so thick that as people walk through these doors with their kids on Monday night, worship prayer night, God, I pray that they would just know that you are in this place, God, that they would seek you, that they would get close to you, God. Father, I pray, God, over these next 21 days, I thank you, Father. And everyone said, Amen, amen. Thanks for listening to the Creekwood Church Podcast. Are you new to Creekwood? If so, we're glad you're here. For more information about our church and how to take your next step, please visit the Connect page on our Creekwood Church app.